to Retro Rovers, a Bristol Rovers podcast. Retro Rovers, because the past is as important as the present. So, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Hall of Fame Retro Rovers special. Tonight, we're going to be talking about our sixth inductee into the Hall of Fame, which is Jackie Pitt. So, I'm your host this evening, Ash Melston, and I'm joined by... Ash Perry, who's number two Ash from the team, and Lee Morgan. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Thanks, mate. All good. Good, good. So um, I think you both admit that when we sat down and spoke about this, Jackie Pitt, you couldn't really ignore him. 467 league games. Spent 50 years at the club in total after he retired as a player and as a um, a coach and a groundsman, sorry. Um, no-brainer, wasn't he, Morgs? Yeah, absolutely, AB. It's one of those, isn't it? We, we talk about loyalty, longevity, service to the club, ticks every box and then some, doesn't he? And to, to be on, not just as a player, but onto the ground staff and with Rovers till you know, playing retirement and actual retirement, just incredible service, isn't it? So, no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, Ash, as well, Seam? Yeah, and it, and it seems like we're following the same trend here. Another, another member of the 52-53 Championship winning side straddles sort of the... the two sort of eras really as well from the 50s through to to being the groundsman and, and on, on the on the staff there at Twerton. um like we said no brainer absolute no brainer for us yeah exactly exactly it's the same for me as well the first name um one of the first names on my list anyway and we're joined tonight by two very special guests again so we've got with us all the way from canada we've got elliot jackson how are you elliot okay yeah i'm okay thanks yeah fine and we've got uh the old crowd favorites back again <laughs> Mr. Raymond Glass himself, Roger Hurd. How are you, Rog? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good, good. good. Um, I'll start with you, Elliot. So, uh, Jackie Pitt, I mean, how old were you when you first seen him play? Um, what's your, your sort of the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of him? Um, well, we're going to come on to some stories later on, so I think we'll just leave them for the moment. But right. the thing that comes to mind is because he was always there. For however many years was it, like 12, 13 years, he was almost an ever-present in the team. And that doesn't happen nowadays. You don't get players sticking with clubs for more than a couple of years or so. But not only was he uh, part of the, uh, you know, part of, part of the fabric of the team, he was, uh, he was there for what? I, I, I'd have to look it up, but right from the first year after the war, Mm. Through to right. 57-58-57-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-58-
he, he made his debut at 26. Mm. Mainly, again, another one who had war, you know, due to the war, you know, lost four or five years. I mean, I mean, I think Ash said he played 467. I think if you add his cup games, he played 502. Wow. And there are only, I think there are only two players that possibly have played more than him. Mm. Yeah. 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 Harry, Harry Stewart. Harry, yeah. Harry and Stewart, yeah. And Stewart Tate, yeah. 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 I mean, the thing about, you know, the, the playing for one club, I mean, you have got to, keep, you know, take it in the context of what the game was like then. Players didn't move about, you know. Uh, there were lots of one club players in, in, in and around those times. Whereas now, I mean, the, the stats that we, we quote and are quoted about these guys will never be equaled, you know, it, you know uh, with the Rovers or anyone else because the mm. game has changed, mm. you know, that much. I mean... You, you tell you, we talk about minimum wage now. I mean, they actually had a maximum wage. <laughs> yeah, sure. And they weren't earning any more and than anybody else. And they yeah. weren't earning any more than anybody else. No, exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, the thing yeah. that interests me about this one, with one club men, a lot of the one club men that we've discussed so far have all been from Bristol. Um, but Jackie, what was he? He's from Willingall, which is sort of up Walsall sort of way, Wolverhampton way. Yeah. Um, did he really take on... Being Bristolian, do you think? Did you get the? Did it just feel like he was one of the local boys, and that was it? Well, I think he was always seen as a local. I don't think anybody once once he was in the team in that and settled in. I I don't know if many people even realised that he didn't come from Bristol. Mm. Yeah, you know? he he was just he, he was a Bristol boy as far as they were concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right there. So, uh, Jackie played wing wing half. Yeah, uh, I know we've discussed this sort of stuff before. So. I always read that he was part of a, a formidable line with Warren and Sampson. So what was his, Elliot, what was his sort of role in the team um, as a player? Would he, If you were to compare him to somebody now, I know we ask that question every time, but for our younger listeners, what sort of role would, did he have in the team? Well, the positions were more defined, weren't they? You know, I mean, don't forget players were, were numbered 1 to 11 yeah. and, and they knew where they were playing. So it was very unusual to see... Um, you know, a, a wing half or whether it was a wing half or a centre half or a full back or whatever, they had defined responsibilities within the game. And, um, you know, as we'll learn later on when we talk about Georgie and, um, you know, he's a winger, an out and out winger. Oh. And, and they didn't have any other responsibilities other than to run up and down that line and to beat as many people as they can across the ball. And occasionally they score. And the same was with Jackie Pitt, with the wing halves. You know, they were, they were up and down within a prescribed sort of area of, of, the, of the field. And they had a specific job to do. So totally different. You know, there was none of this sort of expecting people to, when we talked with Jeff, about Jeff Bradford, getting forwards, going back and tackling and all that sort of thing. They had prescribed jobs to do. And they were really good at doing it. Mm. And I think, to me, I mean, I think that's what, you know, that's where Jackie Pitt operated and he would be breaking down attacks and he would be uh, of the opposition and he would be feeding the forwards with passes. I read, a, I read a, his daughter kindly sent me um, like a book that he started to write, which sadly obviously never made publication. But what he said in that, Roger, was that his job, Harry Bamford's job was to give the ball to him and his yeah. job was to get the, the yeah. ball wide to George Pefferbridge. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Pefferbridge's yeah. job was to get the ball in the box 
Yeah. Was that was that sort of just how every game was? I mean, nowadays you see all different lineups every week, different formations. Well, no, because you you you've seen that you know with this particular era we're talking about, these players virtually played every game. So they you know they, there weren't many changes. Mm. You know, you you'd reel off your first eleven, and then you'd be hard pushed to know who were the make weights. You know, <laughs> because these guys played every week. You know, it's yeah. like Elliot said, his job was you know yes, Harry Bamford were giving the ball. And his job was to give it to Georgie, but sometimes, you know, he 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 actually played forward as well. You know, I mean, they reckon that yeah, uh, he, he was an immaculate crosser of a ball. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, his passing. I mean, everyone thinks of him more as a, um, a sort of an enforcer in today's. You know, he he was a tackler. You know, and he won the ball and then he gave it. But he was a little bit more than that. You know, as they, as they were then. Yeah, and uh, he, he he probably got you know today that you know they don't just talk about goal scorers; they talk about people who assist as well. Assists, yeah. he, <laughs> I mean, these guys. I mean, the number of assists they must have had, mm. you know, would be off the scale. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know if he, he was you know that sort, of, but he was also uh, almost like George's minder as well, wouldn't he? You know, no, no, nobody, nobody kicked George without getting kicked by, you know, Jackie soon after. <laughs> I've wanted to raise that because to me, um, obviously I'd, I've looked back at a lot of old photos and he's, he's on this big, heavy, mudded Eastfield pitch. Yeah. Um, and he just looks hard as nails. Yeah, but he was. He just looks like the sort of bloke that yeah. I would, I would yeah. stay as far away from as possible. If yeah. I was coming up against him, yeah. was that, I'm assuming that that was the case. No, that was the case. He, he, he but, in those days, they they were they were hard, but they were fair. You know, I mean, they they could take they they could take it as well. They dish it out, but at the end, they'd all be shaking hands. They'd all be you know, there was nothing no, nothing ever carried on after. Mm. You know, it all stayed on the pitch. But he was a hard man, definitely. You know, and uh, he took no prisoners. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, they say just to call him like you know a destroyer is unfair on him because he mm. had a lot more. You know, to his game, didn't score many goals, but I I should imagine his assists. You know, but again, every week he'd be there with Samson. You know, I mean they were. I mean, he played on the right as a right half. You know, which by today's standards you'd call a right midfield player. You know, or yeah, or a central midfield player. Sorry, because George wouldn't be allowed to do what Elliot said. I mean, the, the one, George just had to wait on the halfway line till he got the ball. You know, and then off he'd go. You know, mm-hmm. you would never saw the wingers, you know, come back like they're expected now. I mean, the game's changed in that respect. But these guys, you know, they would have adapted as well to today's, you know, uh, game because they, they, they were superb footballers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and given modern training methods and modern nutrition and all this sort of thing, they, they, they well, they would be in a team now. <laughs> they're that good. I mean, I, I think Jackie was 38 when he played his last game. Yeah. For the mm. And he's one of the few that didn't seem to play for anyone else after. Yeah. He, he went he, he went into coaching uh, under Bert Tam, but um, evidently he, he wasn't very good at it. You know, he was a far, far better footballer, uh, but he didn't take coaching but his bag, as they say. But then he became the groundsman, which, as you know, I mean, to turn Eastville into anything like Wembley, you know, takes <laughs> some <what I'm> doing. <laughs> Antwerp, Antwerp Park, when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maurice, Maurice, did you have a question? 
Yeah, we've touched on it, fellas. You know, the the, uh, the appearances number is ridiculous, isn't it? And just looking, done a bit of digging while we're talking here. In 12 seasons, Jackie played eight seasons over 40 appearances. Mm. There's only four of those seasons he's dropped below 40 appearances. Mm. Yeah. He was ever present in 47, 48, 51 to 52, 52, 53, and 54, 55. And yeah. again, you consider the way the game was played then and the pitches they played. I mean, it's such an incredible achievement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all were, as you say, you know, as you said before, you can reel off that eleven without any trouble. And the odd players who came in to took the, take their place, they were few and far between. Yeah. 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 They yeah, were once, yeah, like, once you got outside that eleven core, when mm. there were no substitutes then, mm. you know, uh, you're hard pushed to remember. You know, you remember odd names here and odd names there, but they don't yeah. even come in, you know, for a, a odd game here, odd game there, maybe a little run of two or three. But the, the guys that made the team up that won the league and the one that next follows, they're virtually all ever present. Yeah. You, know, you, you, they, you, you can pick up programs. Well, I got loads of programs here that go back. And the further back you go, the, the more the team's the same. <laughs> you know, every week all, all this changes the opposition why were there why were there no substitutes back then then what do you think well, it, well I just, it, wasn't, it wasn't even thought of if a player no. got injured during yeah. the game they they'd stick him out on the wing yeah he was probably yeah. hobbling but they didn't take him off so teams yeah. didn't play with 10 men no. they would play with 11 men and if somebody got injured during the game so that he couldn't really function properly, they stick him out on the wing. As long as he can stand up, Elliot. As long as he can stand, (laughs) you stayed on. (laughs) Exactly. There was no rolling around on the ground like there is nowadays. I'm afraid. None of that. None of that. I'm assuming then by what you're saying that red cards were also few and far. Well, no, because then the referee would book you. You know, he had his little notebook that he wrote it in. You know, is your name? So no cards. Uh, all these are new innovations. That, yeah. Same with substitute. I mean, uh, even I can remember playing with no no substitutes, right? And then um, you know, even at Arlo, you you you'd find the same eleven lads would turn up every week. They were never ill. They were never injured. You know, but I I don't think we were super fit or you know super big. You know, it was just the way it was. And then all of a sudden, you had one substitute. And gradually they've increased them now. You know, they, 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 I mean, what we had to all, at the moment because of COVID is up to almost four stroke five, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and we have, con- I mean, we have concussive, um, you know, replacements now, which mm. probably is a good thing. I don't get me wrong. I think, they, but when you think that the ball that these guys that we're talking about, Jackie Pitt and, and Georgie later, I mean, it was more like a medicine ball by the end of the game. I think if any, I think if a few of our players headed that ball now, they might be out for about a couple of months. Oh yeah, they definitely, definitely. Uh, I think they might have to have the season off. <laughs> not saying they're not saying they're snowflakes by any. <laughs> but in comparison to these guys, these guys are men. I think what unfortunately today we got you know quite a lot of you know inexperienced. Still, they're still boys. Yeah, but these these guys were men. Yeah, yeah. From what you're saying, fellas, as well, it was quite a, quite a challenge to get booked by a referee. Then you have to do something pretty serious to get booked. And uh, I know that Jackie famously once got sent off, didn't he, with uh, with Ernie Peacock of Bristol? Oh, I, I remember. I, I remember that. Match. I'd love to yeah, hear more about that. Well. If, if, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. That. I was I was there that day on a horrible February wet day. Yeah. I know we lost two 0 
there's a there's a, a famous goal that is scored. It would never be scored anymore now. But I remember, you know, Jackie Pitt and Ernie Pitt. They they were sort of the opposite in the set. They Jackie Ernie Peacock was the Jackie Pitt of Bristol City in a way. So when they came together, it was like titans, and they've. Uh, I mean, they've swapped punches. Whether they landed, I can't remember. But what you do remember is when they're walking off, they're walking off with their arms around each other's oh, shoulder. Right, they? yeah. They're having a little chat and a little <laughs> laugh about it. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's all over and done with, you know. But, but that's how it was then, wasn't it? There, mm-hmm. No histrionics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, nowadays, one of them would have been rolling around on the ground, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's only been poleaxed. Yeah. Well, then, they both would have been rolling around on the ground, yeah. actually, because the one who perpetrated it would be yeah. trying to get away with it, yeah, <laughs> That's right. and therefore be faking yeah. injury at the same time yeah. as the one who was actually yeah. injured. Whereas with these two, they stood there toe-to-toe, swapped punches, got sent off, and walked off the best of friends. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, Ernie had you know, the wind bonus in his pocket, and Jackie never. But, uh, <laughs> but as I said, the, the gold is, I, I remember, you know, is... It was from a corner, and um, I think Ron Nichols was in goal that day. And the corners come across, and he's gone up a regulation catch. And John Atio is stood by the side of him, and no sooner does his feet hit the ground, and he just barged him straight into the shoulder charge, straight into the back of the net. <laughs> and this goal stood because it was allowed. Yeah. Whereas you now, were allowed to do that. That was that was the typical yeah. centre forwards play. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you watch some of the the, the YouTube games with the goalkeeper. They're, they're, I mean, it's a very dangerous position it was to play in because they 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 didn't it didn't matter where you, they had the ball, any chance of the ball, they just hit you. Yeah, but there were no bookings, like you said, Ash. No bookings. It was uh, very few bookings, very few sendings off, and like you say, you'd have to do something pretty serious. I mean, yeah, you never saw some of the tackles you you you've seen in latter days going in. Having said that, you know, it's probably not true. You know, probably if we, we see it through <laughs> roast tinted spectacles. Because <laughs> you're saying that Jackie was a hard man, you know, yeah. but you don't get a reputation of being a hard man unless you, you know, you let people know you're there. You know? <laughs> the only thing I would say, they would, they would do it front on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not from Yeah. Um, Elliot, I want to ask you when, so obviously we won promotion in 52, 53 and we went up a level. Um, did Jackie just sort of take to the next level up quite naturally? Or well, I have to say that I was only um, um, I, I was only five uh, when okay. I first started watching them, and that was the season, the first season in the second division. So I, I can't answer the question because I didn't actually see them then, and I'm sure that probably at the age of five I didn't recognise the intricacies of play um, mm. to be able to help you out on that. <laughs> <laughs> It was just the excitement of being there earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. And getting an ice cream off off the ladies that used to walk around the outside. (laughs) 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 But but you but you are you are you know I I remember seeing him you know that the fact that he he went on to fifty seven, fifty eight. So you got you know, another four good seasons Mm -hmm. and the Rovers when they were in the second union were uh, I don't think they finished out of the top 10 wow. in the time uh, Jackie was there. And I think that, you know, there's no doubt that he, uh, you know, he, he, he more than took to it like a duck to water. Yeah. I think they, they, they reckon, whether it's true or not, Bert Tan had said that he could have played for England. 
Well, I think Bertrand said that about every one of his players. <laughs> <laughs> he was right as well. They, they well, he was. He could have been because some of them, I mean, you, you got, you know, Bradford played for England, but you got Harry played for in the FA team. I mean, when we come to Georgia, he played in an FA team, mm. yeah, in South Africa, yeah, and these guys, yeah. And I think that they were, they, they were, you know, or he was a very good, you know, what is a championship side now, isn't it? You know, that's what you'd call it, the second division. Mm. And, he, he, you know, he never struggled. The mm. only thing he would have struggled with, like they all do, your age catches up with you sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and really, that's, yeah. But from a point of view, did he, did he uh, you know, uh, stand out or did he sort of begin to fall by the wayside once they went into second division? No. He was a, a top second division player, mm. you know, without any doubt. Yeah. So- after his retirement, he obviously became a coach and he became the groundsman. Was he sort of like a prominent figure at the club? Would you always? I know that I know that even after he finished as groundsman, he was a season ticket holder at the men and a member yeah. of the True Blue Club and all that sort of business. Was he? Yeah. He sounds like he was Mister Bristol Rovers, really. Well, I think he was probably one of the best looked after because he stayed. You know, he had different sort of roles. Well, say different roles. I mean, I think you can forget the coaching episode because I think it was a, a bit disastrous. You know, but from a groundsman's point of view, I mean, the number of years, and he was sort of still around the ground. And people knew who he was. They knew of his background. So I think he, you know, he, 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 he was, you know, very well known because, I, that's why people think he's from Bristol. You know, I think because he, he, sta- he stayed. Yeah, he didn't go anywhere else. But he, you know, he, from, you know, the point of view of sort of latter day fans, I mean, they all knew who he was, didn't they? Yeah, mm. but he was always there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas all the other players gradually drift away, and you know, I think we've said earlier on, on earlier podcasts, it, you know, players tended to end their careers, and the season would end, and the next season they weren't there, and you know, it's sort of it's sort of sad in a way, you know. But I mean, and it's sad that they didn't. You, you got this um, old players sort of um, association thing at the moment. Yeah, and it's a shame that you know they, they didn't start it earlier. Where these guys, you know, could have felt more to do with you know stayed with connected to the club. But in those days, you know, certainly the the era we're era we're talking about. I don't. I think they were just allowed to drift away. They they served their purpose. They had their day, and that was that was it. There was no no, no real sort of a you know. Yeah. going away present or anything like that or I, I think they, a lot of them had jobs to get a, a ticket to watch a match I expect they had to play, play to go through the turnstile or something <laughs> <laughs> really, but Jack, Jack me as a groundsman I've seen two really good stories recently that made me really laugh Paul Randall put um, there was a photo on Facebook of the team when Paul Randall played training on the pitch at Eastfield and Paul Randall put a comment saying uh Jackie Pitt must have been on holiday because there's absolutely no way in a million years he'd ever let us train on that pitch if he, yeah. <laughs> if he was yeah. about. So yeah. he was a taskmaster. And the other one was, when he was announced as being in the Hall of Fame, um, a, a lad put on there that he worked with Jackie, his work experience at Twerton doing the pitches or something, I think. And they were training and one of the strikers kept missing. It, I don't know who it was, he didn't say, but they kept on missing the shots. Yeah. And the ball come to Jackie... And he hit the ball. He had Willett and boots on. And he hit the ball about thirty yards. It landed in the bucket. And he said, "That's how you do it, son." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that, yeah. Well, a, that made well, me touch well, a little bit on what see, you were saying. Jackie learned to be. 
Jackie learned to be a proper groundsman because groundsmen, you say they don't, they then allow you to train on them. A lot of them don't even want you to play on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's their pride and joy. <laughs> I, I heard heard similar actually recently as well. Jeff Twentyman was was talking about Jackie recently when we were, he was announced into the Hall of Fame, and he, he remembered Jackie from like the Eastfield days and obviously onto Twerton Park, and you knew the state of the pitch pretty, pretty much as soon as you saw Jackie's face. He said, but just yeah. by the look on his face, you knew if it was in yeah. good nick or not. Yeah. So you yeah. knew what sort of pitch to expect yeah. which is another yeah. story of his professionalism isn't it really well i, I think he i mean he, you know the, the fact he, he was groundsman for so many years you know his testament to what he did a very you know he did as good a job as a groundsman as, as he did as a player because he didn't have a lot to work with did he yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it tes- was this testimonial at Truton? was that right Testimonial against Wimbledon, yeah. Against Wimbledon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight, or something, was it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because they didn't be FA Cup name, didn't they? So Bobby Gould, wasn't it? Bobby Gould's team, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was a Twerton, wasn't it? It must have been a Twerton, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Was the pitch any better by eighty-eight at Twerton? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Yeah, I just wondered what it was like to see all of the boys because I know that everyone was there. I've seen a, a famous old photo and. It seemed like Biggs, Bradford, yeah, um, yeah. they were all there for it. I just wonder what yeah. it was like to see them all because it sounds like they all just drifted away a little bit, and that must have been the first time in like thirty yeah. years that fans had yeah. seen them. Yeah, and that was like great. Really uh, and Jackie carried the um, he, they brought the FA Cup down Wimbledon because yeah. yeah. that that was a year after they'd won it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they brought the FA Cup down, and there's a picture of him carrying the FA Cup onto the pitch. Yeah, with with the old players there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Elliot, if you had to give us one game you can remember him from, and sort of like a bit of a spiel on what um, Jackie was like, what would you what would you give us? Oh gosh, well, <laughs> you know, we've we've talked about this one game, haven't we? Really? Yeah. It's it's yeah. sort of the one that I can I can sort of just about remember because you know I was probably about nine or ten then i think i can remember this i can sort of remember the the occasion more than anything else but um it was just going to see the same pretty much the same team every week and they were playing very well and they were all good in the team you know it wasn't a matter of there were two or three pairs that you were really looking out for the fact that these 11 players were pretty much together we said this already you know season after season after season and um it was a real team rather than sort of you know picking out individuals i mean yeah we talked about jeff bradford who was who was exceptional but um you know all the players were exceptional in their own right um but were they any more exceptional than each other i think it was a team that uh, that sort of came shining through more than anything else that's good what about you rog well, I think what Elliot said, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, agree with what Elliot said. You know, I, you know, we we've sort of discussed about the sending off, which seems a bit unfair to talk. Five hundred and two games. We remember a game that he didn't finish. You know? <laughs> 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 but I, I think what Elliot said is right. You know, they 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 were a phenomenal team, and they that's exactly what they were. So you went along, and Jackie was integral to that team, like they all were. You know, and. Uh, they, they just went about their business. No, no fuss, no bother. Yeah. And he was just a tremendous team player. I mean, you know, when you think, you know, he would have played in nearly all the big games, the big cup games, 
that were uh, you know were around it though those times mm-hmm. yeah um yeah you know, he is you know a big part of of these these two two teams that are sort of continuous from one another but he is you know because he comes in at the at the very beginning really you know with the start of it yeah uh but also well i don't know if people really when ray warren uh finished jackie pitt became the skipper yeah. he was your captain yeah i mean that shows what sort of he was a leader you know and, and that's what you remember of him out on the park you know he'd be the one getting behind players cajoling them you know giving them a lift because he was a proper you know proper leader yeah yeah. So we'll forget about the sending off. <laughs> <laughs> Seems fair enough, Roy. Seems fair enough, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say he's, he's far, far better. Yeah, his career sort of deserves more than just being remembered for for a, a sending off. Even though everybody remember, you know, was there, uh, or people have read about it, because I think they find it you know, a little bit incredible that these two guys who were titans in their own rights, yeah, uh, could try to punch seven bells out of one another and yet walk off, you know, almost arm in arm. I've got to ask one last question: If you had to compare him to a, a player you've seen for Rover since. Who would you say that he played like? Uh, a Rovers player? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with a Rovers player. If you, if you can't think of anyone, I think that just probably shows it, what he was. I'm going to say, it's very <laughs> difficult. Because again, you're cro- trying to cross eras yeah, yeah. and the game gradually, and and sort of the way the game is, the, the, the way they line up is sort of different. Yeah, and what have you. It's very, very difficult to take someone out of an era and compare them. Well, mm. uh, all you can say is that you know, whatever era is gone since his heyday, he would have adapted, uh, and he would have been somebody who would have been in the team. He would be, you know, the fact that he is probably one of the best means that there mm. there aren't going to be too many that you can compare him with. Yeah, <laughs> but here's an interesting thing. So, um, just check if I'm right on this. So, when Jackie finished, mm. um, Norman Sykes took over. The position, I think so. I think, I yeah, think it could well have been. Could well have been, yeah. And yeah. I have in my mind that he was a very different player from Jackie Pierre. Well, I think Norman really was more of a your center back type, as we turn him on now, edit and kick it, you know, more so. I think Jack had, I mean, if you if there was anybody, um, uh, is it David Williams? Yeah, you know, well, I was thinking about him before, but yeah. you know, it's a totally different era. That's right. And, That's right. Yeah, that was exactly who I thought of actually. Yeah. But it was just the era that made it. Because because David Williams did, you'd see him defending and you'd see him attacking. He had a bit yeah. of a shot on him, so possibly he, he's the one that you would compare him with. You know, uh, but if you had a choice, you'd play Jackie. <laughs> I think that's a, a really nice point to, to wrap that up on and you know I've really enjoyed talking about Jackie and I think the, the nicest thing I think I've ever read about Jackie Pitt is that he gave his life to Bristol Rovers and for me he's a very worthy um, very very worthy inductee into the, the Hall of Fame so I think we'll leave it there gents so thanks for joining us um, yeah. and thanks for listening guys and Keep your eyes out because we've got another one coming soon. So, best of luck and up the gas. And can you hear the tone and voice sing? I can hear everything.
So thanks for joining us on Retro Rovers. Check out our website, www.retrorovers.co.uk. Lots of images of days gone by, and that's where you can catch up with all our latest episodes. They're also available on all your favourite podcast applications as well. Don't forget, if you want to check out what's going on a bit more up to date on Rovers, check out the guys at Gascast do a great job at keeping you entertained with all the latest happenings at the club. We'll see you on the next episode. Bradford Mayor Bix, the 7th of January 1956 And can you hear the talk?